And Mark will be back with us very shortly, but next up on SBS TV, we've got a lovely reading from Joe Golding. It's John chapter 1, verses 43 to 50. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Last week, Philippa shared such an amazing word as we engaged with the baptism of Jesus. Today, we find ourselves looking on at Jesus as he is calling his first disciples. At the beginning of our passage, we are told that Jesus finds Philip and says to him, follow me, which Philip then does. And then, well, hang on. What does just happen? Jesus just says, follow me. And then Philip does. What? What was it about the voice of Jesus? Like, how does he do that? I mean, these two words have a life-changing impact on Philip. His life is never the same again. What did he hear behind those words? The gospel writer doesn't, maybe even can't even begin to explain it in words. But what John does do is use very few words. He leaves space to reveal the quality and substance of Jesus's voice, which pulls Philip, Philip's whole being to action and calling. There is power in the voice and call of Jesus. Follow me, and Philip follows. I wonder how you were first called by Jesus. I wonder how his voice is calling you even now. If you can say to Jesus, here I am, to quieten yourself, can you almost hear his voice afresh this morning? Almost without a beat, then we read that Philip is off to go and find his friend Nathaniel. Philip is found by Jesus. He is called by Jesus. He follows and bam, he's off to find his mate. So he finds him, explains who he has found and then says, come and see, come and see. And Nathaniel goes with him, a little skeptically maybe, uh, to meet this one who Philip thinks is the Messiah. Interestingly, if we look at what happened just before Jesus finds Philip, we see Jesus calling Andrew and another. When Andrew follows, he then immediately goes to find his brother Peter to bring him to see Jesus. Now, there is a pattern here, and this is one of the things that John wants us to pay attention to in his account of the calling of these first disciples. 
It seems for John there are two common paths to encountering and following Jesus. The first is more direct. Jesus finds, Jesus calls, they become a follower. And the second starts with one person, here a family member or a friend, calling another, come and see. Then the person journeys with their friend or their family member to Jesus. They encounter Jesus. Then they blurt something out about how they've realised who he might be, and then they follow him too. How did Jesus find you? Who was involved in bringing you to meet Jesus? Was it quick and simple or was it a bit messy? And maybe it still is sometimes. Have you ever brought someone to meet Jesus? Are you like Philip or are you more like Nathaniel? Well, I want to encourage you today, challenge you even, to be a little bit more Philip and to be a little more Nathaniel as you are called by Jesus, even in our current lockdown. Now, all of the Philips, maybe Phil's and Nathan's watching are beaming right now, thinking this is about them. But seriously, Jesus is calling people, even now, to come and follow him. And he is equipping his people to bring others to him. By the Holy Spirit, Jesus continues to seek and save the lost. And when he finds them listening and able to hear, he continues to say, come follow me. Okay, so first, be a little more Philip. To be a little bit more Philip, we need to be a little more courageous in our obedience. Philip does not miss the revelation in the call he receives from Jesus. He immediately follows him and starts to do the things disciples do. He goes in search of his friend. He proclaims to him about what he himself has found and seen in Jesus. I have found the one we've been looking for, he says to Nathaniel. But in Philip, we also see an incompleteness about his discipleship. He hasn't fully got it yet. He says to Nathaniel about Jesus being the son of Joseph. And there's an irony here because, of course, he would come to find out that Jesus was more than that. He was the son of God. In fact, in Acts 8, When we get to see Philip further along in his journey, we see him bringing someone else to Jesus, a man from Ethiopia. And Philip tells him the whole good news of Jesus the Messiah, a moment of encounter. And out of Philip's courageous obedience in that moment, it would help a whole nation come to know and be known by Jesus. To being like, so being like Philip is not to have it all sussed out but it is to be available to cultivate the instinct in us to follow Jesus, to hear and obey him, to have courage to bring others onto this journey with God. Be more Philip. Be available for Jesus to help you bring people into his presence. But you are also called to be a little more Nathaniel. Nathaniel isn't convinced by Philip, but he goes with him anyway. And nevertheless, we have a lot to learn from Nathaniel. And I think he is especially helpful as we seek to hear God's voice and follow Jesus through our current times. Sometimes we need to let someone else bring us to Jesus. Nathaniel, who Jesus goes on to compliment and call exemplary, is not brought to Jesus in his strength, 
but in his weakness by another. As we understand more as a society concerning our emotional health, uh, that it's okay to not be okay, we are giving in to our need for help, which is good. Yeah, I am bowled over by the artist Charlie Mackesee at the moment a lot. Uh, and his book, The Horse, the Mole, the Fox and the Boy, uh, is amazing. And in it, one of the pages, there's so much good stuff in there. But he says, uh, one of the characters says, what's the bravest thing you've ever said? Help is the reply. It's okay to need help, to be brought to Jesus and to hear his call afresh. We learn from Nathaniel that we are not called alone. Discipleship was never supposed to be a solo pursuit. In fact, the word call, when Jesus calls the disciples, is taken from the root word, uh, which means church. Calling doesn't happen in isolation with God, but it is always part of his people, the church. So be a little bit more Nathaniel. Acknowledge your need to be brought to Jesus in your weakness. Surrender to Jesus. And when Nathaniel surrendered and met Jesus, he then discovered that Jesus knew him. Jesus had already seen him from afar and had already gauged and valued who he was, his very character and heart. How amazing Jesus is that he would wait for us, allow us to find our way to him, even in our weakness. And yet, in his presence, we find we can surrender and be known better than we have ever been known before. So be more Nathaniel. Allow the Holy Spirit and God's people to bring you to Jesus. And you may just discover a little more of who you are, because in the call of Jesus is the breath of life for our deepest identity. I started by saying that we need to say to ourselves sometimes, I am here in order to breathe and live in what is actually happening, to locate ourselves even among many competing and chaotic things, to feel what we need to feel rather than burying it down or running away from it. You know, you can't run away forever. Yeah, this helps Jesus too, as he calls us, because at the same time, we are saying to him, here I am, Lord, here I am. But we also need to hear in Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, the voice of God, the Father speaking to us and saying, I am here. We are able then to begin to find ourselves fully when God reveals that he has found us. I am here, child, he says. I am here, my son. I am here, my daughter. I am with you. I am for you. I can help you. I've not given up on you. I can take your burden. I can lead you through your sorrow or your numbness. I am here. I have not given up on the world even. I am here. I am walking the streets, walking the hospital wards, sitting at bedsides, providing, calling, fighting for a better day when the works of darkness and sin and brokenness and evil are wiped away from the face of this planet. And the tears you shed or struggle to shed will be wiped away. I am here, God says. I was there already. I will be there with you to the end. So be a little bit more Philip, 
be a little bit more Nathaniel, be encouraged, be built up, be known by God afresh today. And let's affirm our faith together now.